Okay, it's Costa Beer, all the way from uh, Woodmere. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a small little town, one of the five towns. So I hear we're going to talk about uh, Bitochem tonight. Bitochem, it's a big sugya. It's made its way back. Anybody who peruses the Svarim store sees that there's a plethora of Svarim. Bitochem coming out, Art School put it out, and Chabad Kahasas put it out, and a lot of different... Uh, Sermon coming out in Bitachan, Baruch Hashem. And so we're going to, to try tonight to, to learn some of the Yisodas of Bitachan <clears throat> through, through the recent Parshas. That's how we're going to do it. There's so much, there's so much. Bitachan is a, is a very, very, very big sugya. Anybody who's gone into the sugya, Shar Bitachan is our limud. Once a week, I have a shir, a chabura. We try to understand the words of the Chavos of Ovos in a very, very clear way. We've had this year for a year and a half so far, and we're only a little bit more than halfway through. It's, it's, a, real, it's a real deep sugya. I don't, I don't know if, if people get it as much as, uh, as it should be. So we'll try tonight. <clears throat> and again, everything I'm going to say, Kimat, is based on the, the Chavos of Ovos's Yisodos of Bitochem. So these parashiyas are by Yaakov Avinu. The one that we always look up to, the one that we connect to. And his life was ups and downs, all arounds, nisyonos from everything in his life was in Yisrael. <coughs> from his upbringing, fighting with Esav, having to leave his house for fear of he's going to get killed, and then he has to deal with Lavan, and then he has to deal with a whole new world of marrying four women and uh, his sons and in this week's parasha he has to face Esav again and then he has to and then Shechem and Dina and then Rachel who dies Yosef Etzadeh coming up never ending with, with Yaakov so throughout here we're going to try to discuss certain Mahalach and um, a disclaimer is and I learned this a long time ago is that when we discuss the Ovos we have no idea we have no idea really what was going on with the Ovos. But the Torah says what the Torah says, and we have to try to learn as much as we can. So whatever we say tonight is lav dafka, what, Av- what Yaakovin was thinking or doing, I don't know. But the Torah says what the Torah says, and we have to try to learn, try to apply it to our lives as much as possible. Torah time. So from the beginning of time, we see that a Kaddish Baruch Hu had this idea that there should be brothers, brothers that should be able to work together. Which took a while for that concept to really hit. We started with Cain and Hevel, ended up in a murder. Shem, Chum, and Yafes, not bad, but there was some bizionos. Didn't, didn't go over exactly well. Avram and Lot, there weren't modest brothers, but the Pasuk says, Achim and Achnu, fight over money. Yitzchak and Yishmol, we're dealing with that moment right now. Yaakov and Esav, Esav hates Yaakov. Yosef and the Shvatim, it's just not going well. Until finally, 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 Menashe and Ephraim, Yisachar and Zavulin, Moshe and Aharon, and then he loves any summer. Then that, the concept of the brothers really picks up and we live. We live from Moshe and Aharon, we live from Yisachar and Zavulin, Menashe and Ephraim. What's the meaning of the brothers? 
if we had more time, we would discuss the other relationships, husbands and wives, and parents and children. And whereas by husbands and wives, the Indian is, in a very, very general, general, very, very general, general way, is that each one is supposed to take from the other's midos, the opposite, opposite to tract. Kaddish Baruch makes a... A balas gevura like like Sari Menu connect to Avram Vinu who's Chesed, and then you have Rivka Menu who's more of the Chesed type connect to Yitzchak who's gevura, and each one is supposed to complete them, complete each other. And whereas by parents and children, each parent, a mother and a father, are supposed to pass on to the children their personal midos to help grow and to help teach. With brothers, it's different. With brothers, it's not about teaching. With brothers, it's about a partnership. It's a partnership. And we see in halacha, of course, that brothers, they split the Yerusha, even in the, in the Mishnayis and in the Gemara, they're called Shutfin. Brothers are called Shutfin, partners. They have the, the job, if need be, of Yibum, to take over the brother's life, if need be, to help his brother if he wasn't able to have children. So these, these are the, the major ideas here of the brothers, two brothers coming together as partners to help in whatever area we're discussing, and specifically here, Avodah Hashem. So when it comes to the brothers of Yaakov and Esav, they were supposed to take on the roles of their father and their grandfather, Avram and Yitzhak. We see a big difference, of course, between Avram and Yitzhak. Avram Avinu, what we see is that he goes out to do chesed. He's being makarif, he's spreading the word of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. he's giving people food to eat. Yitzhak Avinu, we don't see him dealing with people too much. A little bit of Avimelech maybe, a little bit uh, the people of Ger, Grar, whatever. Not, you don't see that so much. Yitzhak Avinu is more inside. Avram Avinu is in the world of Amuna. Yitzhak's in the world of Tefillah. Right, the most open tefillah you see by Yitzchak Avinu. Avram Avinu goes outside of Eretz Yisrael. Yitzchak Avinu never leaves Eretz Yisrael. Two paths. Yaakov is the Yishtam Yoshev Ohalam. And Esav is the Yish Yodei Yishsad. So it seems to be, Yaakov Avinu seems to be, he was supposed to take on the role of his father. Right? Yaakov is the Yishtam Yoshev Ohalam. Yitzchak is the one who lived in the Ohel. He brings Rivka into the Ohel. He lives in the Ohel. He learns and he davens in the Ohel. And that's what Yaakov Vinu was supposed to follow after. Yaakov Vinu was supposed to be someone who never left there at Israel. Yaakov Vinu was supposed to live in the base Medrash. And somebody was supposed to go to Lovin's house and bring him Rachel Imenu, just like Eliezer Ebed Avram went and brought Rivka for Yitzchak. Esav was supposed, was supposed to follow after Avram, Avram's role. He was supposed to, he was the Ish, Yodeyatzai, Ish Sadeh, he goes out, he conquers, strong. He was supposed to go out and be Makar of people and to bring people close to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Chazal tell us, when it was clear that Esav was not going to go in that role, Avram Vinu died five years earlier. Chazal tells us, because he didn't want, he shouldn't see his grandson, you know, go off the derech. It's more than that. It's off his derech. Esav was supposed to follow after Avram Vinu's derech mamsh. 
And he wasn't going to go that way. So Yaakov and Esau were supposed to be partners. Each one taking half the world, one taking inside the base Medrash, one taking outside the base Medrash, and together they would conquer the world for Kaddish Baruch. Esau <coughs> was supposed to go out. Esau was supposed to marry two wives and have six Shvatim. Esau was supposed to love Yaakov. Yaakov was supposed to stay in the Eretz Yisrael, in the base Medrash, marry two wives, have six of the Shvatim, and he was supposed to respect and honor Esau. But that all changed, of course, when Yaakov even saw that Esau was not going in that way. He wasn't taking his half properly. He wasn't taking it seriously. And Yaakov calculated that he was never going to follow after Avram was away. And therefore he had to take matters into his own hands. And he had to buy the Bukhar. He had to buy the firstborn. Well, what happens when you buy the firstborn? That comes with the Yerusha. That comes with Yibum, which is, in this case, marrying all the wives. This means now Yaakov Avinu is going to have to leave Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu is going to have to go do his shtadlis and look for a parnasa. Yaakov Avinu bought Esau's role. He's now going to take on everything. And that's a very difficult thing to do, obviously. So now it's not just Yaakov is the Ishtam Yosheva Holom. Yaakov is now the Ishtam Yosheva Holom Ishodeitzayit Ishsada. He's now everything. So when Yaakov Avinu took on this role of Esav, he took on the all of Ishtadlis. Yaakov Avinu was supposed to be the one, sits in the base of Medrash, pure bitachan, Kodesh is going to take care, however it was, doesn't have to worry, he's relaxed. Just the Indian of bitachan, according to the Chavos Lovavos, right, you have to ask if you've ever thought about it, what exactly is the difference between Amuna and bitachan? Something that we should think about, and we have to give a clear definition. Chavos Lovavos says that the Indian of Bitochon is the emotional calm that one lives with based on his amuna. One is actually relaxed. Even if the world is in turmoil, even if one's job and, pers- and parnas is in turmoil, with Bitochon, we're saying it, there's much to learn, but with Bitochon, the tachlis is is that one stays calm. Trusting that a Kaddish is the one who's running that turmoil, and it's for Tachlis Atov. And there's a good reason for it. That takes time to learn about, and ultimately to digest. It takes time. So Yaakov is supposed to be in the base Medrash. Bitochen. Esav is going to be the one who's going to do Heshtavos. To go out. But now Yaakov takes upon himself the role of not just the Baal Bitochen, but also now the Baal Heshtavos. Which was not his nature and not his nurture. It wasn't his nature because he was born to be like Yitzhak Avinu. It wasn't his nurture because Yitzhak Avinu trained him to be like him. At a young age, what's supposed to happen, which I did not learn necessarily, is at a young age we're supposed to be learning the Yisodos of Amuna. Yisodos of Amuna, which are rather simple. There's a Boreolam, who's the creator of the world, who runs the world, Bashkach Pratis every single moment. We're supposed to sit with that for a while. And then as time goes on, we're supposed to become more mature. 
and we're supposed to start working on bitachon. And was, as long as you're a little kid, it's it's hard to even need bitachon necessarily. But bitachon, some of the the yisodos of bitachon, which maybe everybody's seen with the cards. What do we call them? Bitachon cards. Bitachon cards. Which uh, by me, the chevra is enjoying. They're getting nana a lot, a lot of hanaf from the, the cards. The sodas of bitachon, according to the chavos of avos, that a kaddish loves me. A kaddish pays attention to my every detail. He knows exactly what's going on with me. Kaddish is all powerful, almighty. He's all knowing. Number five, he has taken care of me since I was born, and even before that, kaddish baruch knows everything. He's been with me since I'm born till now. Only a Kaddish Baruch can make anything happen in the world. And number seven is all of the above rules are not dependent on my behavior as being a Jew. On my Shemir Staramitzis. And all these are big concepts that hopefully you, you have learned them before. Each one needs its own shear to understand, to develop, to expand. So as we, as we go on in life... We have to learn about these qualities of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Think about each one. And let them soak in. Bitachem. Let them soak into the heart. From the brain, Amuna rests mostly in the brain. But as one learns again and again and again. And he speaks about Amuna and Bitachem, which is something that we have to bring back to our language. It's, it hasn't been... It, it, it's been lost a little bit. We speak Torah. We speak... Sukkim, we speak Devrei Torah, we speak Gemara, we speak Risham and Achronim. But the language of Amun and Bitachon, a little bit it's been lost and we have to bring it back in. Because as a person speaks with his mouth and he learns something again and again, that which was in the head eventually downloads into his heart. Which is where Bitachon rests. Because Bitachon again is an emotional, it's an emotional control. The world is in turmoil or something in my personal life is in turmoil. But yet, I'm in control to the response, the reaction emotional, emotionally, to what's going on. Now, according to the Chavos Vavos, the Shabbatachim, so after building the world of Amun Amitachim, and again, HaKadosh Baruch who runs everything in the world, and He's almighty, He's all-powerful, and He loves me, and He takes care of me, and everything's for my best, so then he says, well, then why do we need to go to work? Just, Kodesh Baruch, take care of me, right? He says, what, this is the Seder of the Chavos of And he says, two reasons. Maybe everybody knows. Chazering over, it's very important. And what are the two reasons? Number one, we're being tested. Going to work has nothing to do, this might be a Chiddush, but I think this is how you learn the Chavos of Going to work has nothing to do about, with making money. It's not that, that's not the tachlis at all. Going to work is about getting tested. Getting tested in all areas. Getting tested in our midas. Getting tested in our shmir samitzis, shmir salacha. Tested in our social interactions. Tested maybe in our shmir sainayim, shmir samachshava. All different types of tests. The ultimate test of going to work, the ultimate test of going to work is actually our moon and our bitachim. How do you handle the stresses at work. How do you handle the situations? Utilizing your munabitachan. That's how you build. Those are the weights for a munabitachan. That's the first reason we go to work. Nothing to do with money. Because again, a Kaddish Baruch could provide for us. Like the Chavos says, you don't need to 
Kodesh can make money growing trees. Good. But it doesn't. And the second reason, he says, he says, because if we would be, if we wouldn't have to, if we wouldn't go to work, he said, we would get in a lot of trouble. Many people would get into trouble, not everybody, but if they wouldn't have work, what would they do with their time? Maybe a little bit of learning, a little davening, but some people would end up wasting their time and doing silly things and getting into trouble. Therefore, it's a rachmanus that Kaddish Baruch has in us. It's a compassion. Because he loves us, he keeps us busy at work so we don't get into trouble. Now, the Chavos goes on and he says, according to this logic, if you have a person who wouldn't get into trouble, right? if he was not working, and if you have a person who's, not that he doesn't need to get tested, everybody needs to get tested, but he's already in a high level of Amun HaMitochon, and he's here at and he works in his Midos, and his Mitzvahs, he's on a high level, so he doesn't really necessarily need this type of tests. Says the Shabbat Tochen clear, this person doesn't need to go to, to do a Shabbos. Doesn't need to have a Parnosa. Because he trusts that a Kaddish will take care of him, whatever he needs, in the simplest ways. Right? The way of Yaakov Avinu. The way that Yaakov Avinu, the Tzaddik, Yaakov, was going to live out his life. He was going to sit in the base Medjish. Maybe he'll do some Chesed. I don't know. But a Kaddish was going to take care of him. And he was ready to trust fully that any problems that he could sit there and be okay. But that's not what a Kaddish Baruch wanted. Kaddish Baruch wanted Yaakov Avinu to take on both roles. Right? Where did Yaakov Avinu come up with such an idea? Hey, you want to sell your Bechor for the lentil soup? Where did it even come from? We know all the thoughts that we come to our heads even. It comes from a Kaddish Baruch. So Yaakov Avinu is just Mixing, mixing the stew, mixing the soup. Esav comes, he's so hungry. Give me some of that, you know, that red stuff. The first thing Yaakov Yenu comes to his head is, I'll make you a deal. Must have been that Yaakov Yenu, he's already thinking about these in So he buys the Bukhar, buys the Arusha, he buys the roll. He buys the roll. Don't know if he actually knew what he was getting himself into, but he bought, he bought himself the all of Hishtalas. Of course, the Ratzon Hashem. So that's the end of Parshas told us. The Parshas Vayetze starts. Vayetze Yaakum Versha Vayelicharana Vayetka B'Makom Vayelan Shom Kivah Shemesh Vayikach Meavnei Makom Vayasam Meshos Vayishka B'Makom Ahu. Yaakov is leaving. He's scared. Esav now wants to kill him. He's told, "Go run to Lavan's house to get married." Again, he wasn't supposed to have to go there, but because he took on Esav's role, well, now you have to go to Lavan, marry his daughters, deal with that guy, right? And he leaves, he's on his way, and the Pasuk says, we know, and he rests in that place. So Rashi tells us on the spot. What do you mean he slept over there for 14 years, we know. 14 years he was learning in Shem Vever. So after he leaves his parents' house, he doesn't go right away to love him. He's not done yet with his first original role, which is to be the master of the base match. Right? He spends 14 years learning, davening, Staying in straight of Hashem with Bitochem. Where was his money? He Bitochem, the Kaddish Baruchem. He only gets to Lavan at about, the Cheshwin is around 77, something like that, 75, 77, which is halfway through his life. Mamash, halfway through his life. So half his life, he's sitting with Yitzhak Avinu's father, the master of the Magid Shir, Rosh Hashiva, and then he leaves his house 
on the way to get married, but before that, he has to finish off his half. 14 more years in Yeshiva's Shemvei. So now he starts to go after that 14 years. He's like, okay, half my life, half, I did my half my time, and now I have to go take on the other role. <coughs> the world of Ishtadlis, the world of Ishtadlis is a totally new world. Again, it's against his nature and is against his nurture. Of Yaakov Now, a person, you can imagine, again, I, be careful, Yaakov Vino, I don't know what he was thinking. I have no idea. But again, to learn. The Baal Bitochon, the straight Baal Bitochon, who just says, I can rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and I can sit in the basement all day long. It could be. It could be. He would look outside to those people who are doing Ashtadlis. It could be. And he could say, for those hours of the day, he's not with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. In the base Medjish, what I know about Bitochon, I'm with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm in the base Medjish, learning and davening. Those guys who go to the, the, the Ashtadlis, I don't know, they'll get back to me afterwards. In the beginning of the day, they can start with the Kaddish Baruch, and then the end of the day, they end with him. But in the middle of the day, it could be that the eyes of that kind of person could be, he's not with the Baruch. Now we know for sure that's total sheker. That's not how, that's not the Emes at all. Kaddish Baruch is training Yaakov Avinu in proper Ishtatas. He wants Yaakov Avinu to take on this role, because it's going to be the role of most Jews for all time, this combination, Avram and Yitzhak. And because of that, he has to train him and teach him how to perceive what's the proper perspective of this Ishtad, this role you're taking on. And he says, clear, in the, in the dream, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. You're with sheep, you're in the base medrash, you're with Lavan, you're with Yitzhak, I'm with you. Doesn't there's no difference. I'm not going to leave you. Kodesh Baruch wants Yaakov Vina to know that the Yisodos that you have in your world of Bitachon, where it's me and you, it's there also in the world of Heshtadus. Heshtadus is also in the Chovos of Shar Bitachon. So Kodesh Baruch, what does he do? How does he show this? How does he teach us to, Avon, to, to Yaakov Vina? So he says, it's a dream. It's a ladder. The ladder is on the ground and it reaches Shemayim. Godly angels going up and down. And Hashem's on top of the ladder. So what do we have here? What is this, what is this dream? Ever think about it? We all, we all know about the dream. It's this amazing, awesome vision of Yaakov Avinu. Everybody knows about the dream. What was it? What was it teaching him? What was it? There's Malachim of Eretz Yisrael, there's Malachim of Chutzlaretz, and they're trained and they're changing the guard. Yeah. So what? What was? What's, the, what's this big dream that he had? Do you think about it? So in our in our Mahalach, I'm sure there's many Mahalachim had to explain this this dream. You have a ladder. What's what's this ladder? It has its feet connected to the ground. Mutz of Arts. And the head of the ladder is connected to Shemai. So you have this, this object, this dover, this thing, that ha- can be connected on one hand to the ground, 
and one hand to Shemaim. Even though those are complete opposites, millions of miles, not millions, thousands of miles apart. The ground, Shemaim, this is hard ground, clouds and firmament and sun. Not so Gashmi. This is the world's apart. But what's the Kodesh Prabhu showing him? There is a connection in this world. There is a ladder that touches the ground and also touches Shemaim at the same time. That a person can be grounded in physicality, in Gashmias, in his Shtadlis, and at the same time, his head's in Shemaim. Hashem needs it. Hashem says, I'm here, I'm on top of the same ladder that your feet are on the ground, and you're in the world of Vishtadas, and I'm on top of the ladder. I didn't leave you. Just because a person goes to Vishtadas doesn't mean the Kurdish Baruch is not there. That's, that's, uh, that's Kfira Mamish. Mamish Kfira. You have the, the Malachim of Eretz Yisrael, the Malachim of Chutzarts. These are the Malachim of the base magician, the Malachim of the Hishtadlis. They go up and they down, up and they down, and depending where a person's holding, that's, that's who you're with. They're all Malachim Elokim. There's no difference. What's one of the ways, the main ways, that a person can be grounded in this world, in the Hishtadlis, but yet his head is in Shemaim? Of course, Machshavah. But the main way is Tefillah. Because what's Tefillah? Tefillah is, I'm on the ground, but I'm connecting to it. So whether it's a shvach, it's a hodar, it's a bakasha. I know bakashas has taken like the main, the main role in this world. The bakashas of Shemoneser, but I try to uh, impart on people. I think that that's not the main part of Shemoneser, even though it, it has the the most amount of brachas in, in kamus. But an eichas atfila, that's not that's not the ikr. An eichas atfila, it's the shvach and the hodar. That's much more powerful. Because that's selfless. It's a connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, whereas Bakashas are selfish. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu wants us to have Bakashas, but only if they're surrounded properly with the Shrach and Hoda. Not to skip the Shrach to get to the Bakasha and then skip the, the Hoda to get back to the Bakashas. But a person can be on this ground, and if he uses his kol, hakol kol Yaakov, at one point, the Kokol Yaakov Yedami Deisov was supposed to be two different things. It was supposed to be Yaakov, his voice in the base medjish, davening and learning, and Esav with his hands. But yet, when Yaakov dressed up and he took on the role, what did Yitzhak say to him? Hakokol Yaakov Yedami Deisov. Who is this person? This is Yaakov Avinu. This is the hybrid. This is, you can have someone who's connected to the Kokol Yaakov, to Kodesh Baruch and Tefillah and Torah, and he's also connected to the Daim, the Esav. It's not a steer at all. This is the meaning of the Sulam. We know Sulam is Gamacha Kol. Sulam is Gamacha 136. Kol is Gamacha 136. This is what I think the Balturim says such a thing, I think. And parenthetically, but not parenthetically, Mamun, we know, is also 136. Right? The meaning of Mamun. Mamun is the Shtadlis. So with the Kol Kol Yaakov and the Yedayim the Esav, if you're connected to the Sulam with Hashem Nitzavalov, can I have your cake and eat it too? You can have the whole, the whole thing. There's no steer at all. Yaakov Inu created this harmony when he took the role of Esav and he's living with this role. Ayikat Yaakov Mishnah, so Yaakov gets up, he wakes up, the Yomri says, 
Hashem is Mamakum Azeh. Where's Yaakov now? He's outside of Eretz Yisrael. Or he's getting ready to go outside of Eretz Yisrael. He's thinking about Ishtadlis. His head's not in the base medrash anymore. His head's in Ishtadlis. Getting ready to go to Lovin, to get married, start a family. Achain Yesh Hashem Mokum Could you believe such a thing? Yesh Hashem Mokum Azeh. I didn't know. Yaakov didn't know. How could he know? Again, he's raised as a Babi Tachlan in the base medrash. He, did, he didn't know. He didn't know that outside the base measures is also HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki'il. Vayir vayomer manora makom hazeh. It's an awesome place. Ein ze ki'im beis elokim hazeh shar Even this place is a beis elokim. He's not in the base measures anymore. He left Shein Favor. He says, whoa. Even outside a base measures, you can have a base measures. It's a beis elokim. Hazeh shar Which of course the Indian is tefillah. Then you feel. Person's doing a shtadlis, he can't also be learning at the same time unless you're one of those of Chaim Ozers who can do multiple things at once. But when a person's doing a shtadlis, basal kim shashamayim tefillah, hundred percent, that a person can do. So Yaakov now wakes up to this new, newfound knowledge, this new understanding. This is what a kaddish was trying to teach him about this new role of shtadlis. The shtadlis is also found in the Shabbat Tachan. Heshtadlis is only based on one's bitachon. Right? As I always like to tell the chevra, it's not bitachon and heshtadlis. People make this big split, and then you have the guys, the bitachon guys, and you have the heshtadlis guys. That's, that's not how you, that's not tenemis, I don't think. It's bitachon, and heshtadlis is inside bitachon. True heshtadlis is only within one's bitachon. I also trust that a Kaddish Baruch wants me to do this. I trust that the Kaddish wants me to take on this job and this role in this company in this place. Shabbat Tachan holds that it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to do a shtadlis under the proper circumstances, which is most often. Not a klala. He never says klala in the Sefer. Other swarms say such a thing. I'm not here to argue with them. We're here to learn Chavazol Shabbat Tachan. Never ever says it's a klala. It's kimat a mitzvah. It's a, it is a mitzvah. Because what are you doing by what are you doing by hishtadlis? You're working on yourself. You're being tested. You're working on your munabitachan. You're working on your midus. That's the whole tachlis of the hishtadlis. Keeping you out of trouble. Surmerav asetov. And this is why the Chavos Baba says that if one understands this, that a Kharish Bahudafka wants certain people, many people. To go to that world of Ishtadlis, he says, but don't leave me. Trust me. Follow your heart. Find that type of Ishtadlis that resonates with you, that you're good at. Don't sell yourself for something that you think makes a lot of money. This is where you start to have bitachon in Ishtadlis. Chavaz says, Kodesh Baruch implanted within every single person a certain atiyah towards something in this world that he's connected to, that he's good at. People are good at talking, some people are good with numbers, some people like computers, some people, whatever it is. Find that thing that you're good at. You have to have a little bit of seichel. Don't take a, you know, a job that doesn't pay anything, obviously, but with bitachon together, with trusting, follow your heart and do that which can help this world. Expand yourself. Staying always connected to a Kaddish Baruch of Hashem needs of a love. There's no difference. You're on the Sulam. And a Kaddish Baruch is always above. So Yaakov, you know, after the dream, he wakes up. 
he does two things, two things right away. Because now he finally understands. He understands this new role of Ashtadlis. He's getting it, he's understanding it. <coughs> and he wanted to concretize it. So what does he do first? He takes the rock from under his head, which was 12, made into one, takes that rock, puts it on the ground, and pours oil on top. So he takes the rock from under his head, which is a new understanding of Ishtadlis. He takes the rock that the Pasuk says makes it a matseva. He takes the rock, of Arza. He takes a rock, of Arza. He plants it on the ground. Sula of Arza. And we know the Sula Marosha Magyashamayim, and he pours oil on top of the matseva, on top of the rock. On the top, the head. Oil we know is Chachma. Of course, we're getting to Chanukah now. Chachma Satayra, there's oil against the oven, of course. And he's connecting this rock. He's making this rock like a sulam. A sulam of the rock, Mutzav Arza. And he's pouring Rosham Egeshemaim. He's pouring the oil on top, the Chachma. There's no difference. You can have it all together. That's the first thing he does. And the second thing he does, Ha'even Azos, Asher Samti Matseva. It's interesting. He starts off the Pasuk. And this rock that I made, a Matseva, Yia Beisel Ukim. Should be a base elokim. Base elokim. Again, this sulam is a place where a person can connect to a Kaddish Baruch even if he's not in the base medjish. And then he says, aser And everything you give me, Kaddish Baruch, I'll give it. I'll give ma'aser. I'll give a tenth. The Indian of ma'aser is where we're connecting. Again, the gashmis and the ruchnis. I'm going to do hishtadlus. I'm going to use the yadayim. But whatever I make, it's only because the Kaddish Baruch wants me to make that. And a tenth of it I'm showing is giving it right back to him. I'm giving a meiser to a Kaddish Baruch Which is again, it's the sulam. You're connecting your feet are on the ground, you're doing the hishtadlis, but your head's in Shemaim, you're connected to a Kaddish Baruch I'm ready, I'm already, not I make the money and then I'll cheshman how much I want to give to this tzedakah, that tzedakah. That's tzedakah. The end of meiser is when you go into the hishtadlis, Already a tenth is going to be is going to be given off. That's my sin. Again, I'm not going to tell Allah of that. You know them better than I do. But the maizer, you in the Ishtalis, you're already giving to a kaddish baruch. Hashem needs love. Sulam, mamon. You already your legs are making the, the, the money, and your your money is already in Shemayim. So now Yaakov, after understanding this this new role of Ishtalis. He's now he's ready to go. He's ready to go deal with Lavan. Go deal with Parnassah, the sheeps, dealing with a, a manipulative type person like Lavan, which itself needs an understanding according to Bitochan, which everything can be, everything in Yiddishkeit can be understood within the context of Bitochan. But at the end of the at the end of the parsha, skipping the Lavan portion, at the end of the parsha is very interesting. It ends as it, a little bit as it began. Right? They make a, a matseva. This gal, this, this stone monument. 
So after Yaakov deals with this loving guy, this shysty business guy that he has to deal with in the world of Ishtandas, then they have to make a treaty. They have to they put down this matzeva. Vayashkim loving baboker, which means they both woke up in the morning, like Yaakov, you know, wakes up in the morning. Yaakov goes on his way. Yaakov goes on his way and he meets his malachim. Now Yaakov is still in Chutzlar. He's on his way home. And he meets his malachim. Lukim. When he saw these camp of angels, was a place What were these angels? What angels were these? Everything with Yaakov's angels. Now Yaakov's in Chutzlar. He's going back there to Israel. So we're told, Chazal tell us, that these are the angels of Eretz Yisrael. One second. But we're not in Eretz Yisrael yet. What do you bring Eretz Yisrael to the angels in, in Chutzlaretz? Because if you're a person like Yaakov Avinu, who even in Chutzlaretz, even out to the base of Medjish, brings a Kaddish Baruch, Hashem Litzav love, and you have that harmony, that teferis of Yaakov Avinu, then there's no difference Chutzlaretz Eretz Yisrael. There's no difference Malachim, Olim, or Yordim, if it's Mutzav Arzav Roshim Yeshemayim Hashem Nitzav Love, you're one whole piece, one ladder, always connected. So you could have Malachim, the very Tishah, coming into into Chutzarts. This is the life of Yaakov Vinu is our life. Yaakov Vinu starts off the day in the base Medrash, and then he goes out of the base Medrash with a Kaddish Baruch on his head. Yadaim are doing different things; his head's doing a little bit of a different thing, but above everything. Kaddish Baruch was there. And the end of the day, back in the base Medrash. This is Yaakov, you know, this is our life. Let's love out. Now, to go to Parshat Yishlach. I wasn't sure how long, how, how quick I was going to speak. I spoke quicker than usual. So now let's go to Parshat Yishlach. Okay. So Yaakov's on the way back. Yaakov's on the way back to Yitzchak. And now who does he have to meet? The one he took the role from. He has to meet Esav. The one who wants to kill him. And we know Yaakov, you know, he hears reports. Esav's very angry. Yaakov gets scared. He splits the camp. Davins. He sends presents. Fights with an angel. Meets Esav. Everything's good. And they move on. A few questions. Number one, why is Esav so angry? 20 years, 20 years since Yaakov took the brachas. Not only that, what, what are you going to say? He said that, that he's angry because Yitzhak promised Yaakov so much stuff. Esav had more stuff than Yaakov had. Esav said, I don't need your presence. Keep it. I'm a, I'm a, I have 400 men. I got stuff. Yaakov's like, no, 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 take it, take it, take it. Esav's like, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. But Esav has tons of stuff. He can't be angry because of the the parnasa and the wealth, right? Esav got ton. Question two, why is Yaakov Inu so scared? Yaakov Inu. Didn't a Kaddish Baruch promise you in the dream? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure you get back to your father. I'm, gonna get, make you, I'm sure you're going to get back. Yaakov is the Babi Tachem. As Gemara tells in Brachas, we know, he was nervous that maybe there was a chait that, that Gemara needs more understanding, but Maybe there was a sin involved and therefore he could be damaged, he could be hurt. Another question, Yaakov Inu splits the camp. Yeah? Everybody knows. Kids, every, every kid comes home. What did Yaakov do? He splits the camp. Did he split the camp? When Esav comes, what does the Pasuk say? And he sets a play and he sets a rochel and he sets a bill and he says, 
They're all right there. They didn't split the camp. They're all right there. Yeah, everybody knows the Dvar Torah, that he split them up a day apart, because right, right, Rifki Emanu had a Nevuah, that on the same day Esav dies, Yaakov's going to die, and therefore he split them a day apart, and so therefore, even if Esav gets to one of the camps, he's going to die, if he, even if he kills Yaakov, the same day Esav would die, he'll never get to the second camp. Right? Everybody's heard that Dvar Torah? No? Maybe yeah. At the end of the day, they're all there. When Esav comes, they're all right there. Doesn't seem like he split the camp. And maybe at the end we could also try to understand what's with the Malach. This Be'avik Ishimo. Okay. So Yaakov, as we just discussed, he's trying to mix both roles. He's the Tzaddik, he's the Babitachan, and now he's the Balashtabas. In a very general way, it takes much more Limud, but in a general way, as we've explained, that the Hishtadlis which fits into bitachon, that means a person's hishtadlis is dependent on his bitachon. That's how it's supposed to be. If a person has more trust in a Kaddish Baruch but mainly he has to do less hishtadlis. If he has less bitachon in a Kaddish Baruch but mainly he's going to end up doing more hishtadlis. But the hishtadlis should be, should be, a reaction to his bitachon. That's what it should be. Now, when Yaakov Avinu heard that Esav is coming, in the same Pasuk that says, Vayira Yaakov Ma'od, Vayetzer Lo, he's scared. Next words, Vayachatz Esam, he splits the camp. This is the, this is the only time where it sounds like he split the camp. Immediately, he's scared and he splits the camp. Again, Yaakov Avinu, I'm not, we're not even a, 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 a toenail by Yaakov Avinu. But it sounds like, from what the Torah is saying, that his hishtadlis was a gut reaction. That from the fear, it's is coming, scared, I gotta do something right away. It wasn't a calculated move of bitachon. Again, not tying on Yaakov, you know, we're just trying to take a little bit. Like many people, you hear some news come in, and immediately you react in some way. Without chesh, without working through the sugi of bitachon. Now, at the end of the day, as we said, I think, he never really splits the camp. So we have to see what happened over there. Immediately he splits it, and then he doesn't split it. Also, why was Yaakov scared? Kaddish Baruch says, Like we said in the dream, Kaddish Baruch I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take, I'm going to bring you back to your land. I'm not going to leave you until you get back to Yitzhakavim. Now, when you go back to the parsha of Vayetze, after Kaddish Baruch Hu tells him that in the dream, Yaakov does something very interesting. Right before he talks about the Miser, he said, the Pasuk says, Vayidur Yaakov neder leymar. Yaakov makes a neder saying, Im ilukim madi, if Kaddish Baruch is with me, and he guards me, and he takes care of me, like he says, and he gives me bread to eat. And he brings me back to Vishavdi Bishalom el and he brings me back to my house. Then Hashem will be my God. And whatever he gives me, I'll give a tenth. Kaddish Baruch just told Yaakov in the Babi Talkum, in a dream, I will take care of you. It's pretty good for me. Well, I can't speak for myself. I don't know. But for Yaakov Inu, it should have been good. He's the Babi Talkum. And a Kaddish Baruch is telling him, you're going to be okay. And then Yaakov Inu has to say, Kaddish Baruch, if you take care of me like you said, then you'll be my God and I'll give you a tenth. 
sounds it just sounds like a funny thing. What was this neder? Also, the neder doesn't sound right according to how we understand what a neder is. <coughs> so it could be, it could be again in our limud of learning what hishtadlus is, is that when Yaakov took on the role of hishtadlus, that old shel hishtadlus, it could be that he thought that even if a Kaddish Baruch Hu makes a promise, again, we're in the eyes of Hishtadlis now. It could be that even if a Kaddish Baruch Hu makes a promise, then I'll take care of you and I'll make sure, and I'll be almighty and I'll be all powerful and all the rules of Bitochon and all those promises, the Baal Hishtadlis might think, well, I still have to do Hishtadlis to get those promises for them to be effective. I still need to do what I can do, which is make, make the nether, I still have to do something. That's what a, a, bal, a straight Baal is like an Esau, would think to do. Hey, Kodesh promises me, so it's like mitlatoli, it's hanging around a little bit. But until I make that keli, until I make that vessel, make that neder, or I promise the, the miser, maybe, maybe a Kodesh won't take care of me. So that's, that's what he thinks. Right, again, Yaakov, by the dream, is already, he's already out of the base measures in his this world. He's trying to work on his Hishtadlis, trying to understand trying to come to terms with it. Shabbat Talkin says at the end, he's, he's very, he, he blasts a certain type of person. That the person says to Kodesh Baruch Hu, listen to Kodesh Baruch Hu, show me the money, and then I'll, and then I'll take then I'll trust you, and then I'll do mitzvahs. You show me the money. The, the Shabbat Talkin rips on them. So it's the antithesis of Bitochen. By Bitochen, it's Bitochen first. Hishtadlis second. Not show me the money, and then I'll take care of you. But it sounds a little bit, again, no tenas in Yaakov but when, I, when Yaakov Vino says, whatever you give me, I'll give a tenth, at least the beginning, it sounds a little bit like, if you give me, then I'll give you the tenth back. The beginning of such, the beginning of the conversation. <coughs> again, Yaakov Vinu is trying to work on this Indian of Ishtadlis. He's not fully there yet with the full understanding of what Ishtadlis is. And he thinks that everything that a Kaddish Baruch Hu promises is dependent on his Ishtadlis. So he thinks that the Ishtadlis is going to have to come first. First he's going to have to go out, make some Parnassah, and then I'll kick back the money. In the world of Ishtadlis, Bitochan, if until you harmonize it, one could think it's Ishtadlis first, Bitochen second. In the Bitochen eyes, it's Bitochen first, and Ishtadlis uh, if I need it. But when you flip the whole sugya and you go you're the second half of Yaakov in his life where it's Ishtadlis first, you might think it's all Ishtadlis, and Bitochen comes after that. And if you think that way, then you're going to be scared, Shem Yigram Achet. But what's Shem Yigram Achet? Maybe Kaddish Bogu won't protect me because I sinned. Because if you make Bitochen Ishtadlis conditional, then you might make a big mistake. One of the Yisodas of Bitochen. The Yisod of Bitochen is to trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It doesn't depend on what you do. Even though you should try to be Shemar Torah Mitzvah, of course. I gave Shemar about that. But ultimately, even though a person sins, he still should and can have Bitochen. Trust that the Kaddish Baruch Hu will take care of him in the best possible way. It might be a little bit of a different derech, but it's still the best for him. 
But if you're living in the world of conditions, in the world of Ishtadlis, so a person might think, well, if I sinned, there, then a Kaddish Baruch won't take care of me. So Yaakov is scared, Shemigamachet. Uh oh. That promise that he made for me back when I left, Vayetzi Yaakov, that promise that he made me, he's going to protect me. Maybe I lost that because it's dependent on my avoda. Right? So if I don't keep up my end of the bargain, then the Kaddish Baruch doesn't have to keep up his end of the bargain. Now he's scared. So now Yaakovino, again, he's scared. This mistake of how to look at a shtadlis. Then he splits the camp as a, as a gut reaction. He didn't work through the sugbitachan. Now what happens? Yaakovino finally, like all of us, right, we start to settle down. We start to daven. Let's connect to a Kaddish Baruch right, After he split the camp. So he says, the daven to Kaddish Baruch Amr Yaakov, Amr Elish, you're the one who said to me, Shuvlar Tzecha, you told me to go back home from Lovin. Ve'itiv and Yimach, you're going to be good to me. Katon to me, kol chasadim. You've given me so much chesed, a Kaddish Baruch I feel low. And then Yaakov starts to think. He starts, one second. You've Kaddish Baruch you gave me so much chesed. And, and maybe I, I didn't deserve it, yet you still gave me chesed. One second. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my, my bitachon, my ishtadlis, this whole world is not conditional. Maybe I could trust in you even if I haven't done what I think is the best. Maybe I can trust in you 100%, which is the seventh condition of Bidachim. That all the rules to trust in the Kaddish Baruch Hu are not dependent on, on, on my actions. I say, Yaakov then says, and then he starts to say, one second, I'm scared that Asa is going to hurt me? You said to me, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're going to be, I'm going to take care of you. Yaakov starts now, he starts to get into this, to the Bidachim again. He starts to realize he's not scared anymore. First he was scared and he splits the camp. Now he starts diving to Kodesh, when he starts to have a connection. He's speaking to Boreolum. Kodesh, one second. You told me you're going to take care of me. I, I do. I believe that. I trust you. And you promised me you're going to make me a great nation. One second. If you're going to make me a great nation, then this is not my end. This can't be it. It's not over. And so now what does Yaakov Vinu do? After he works in the Bitoch and he's connected to Kodesh Baruch through Tefillah, he changes his whole mahalach of Ishtablis. What does he do? He sends the gifts to Esav. Right? That's what happens right afterwards. He sends the gifts to Esav. What was Esav so angry about? Again, was he angry about the stuff? He had more stuff than Yaakov. What was he angry about? <coughs> Yitzhak Avinu says to Yaakov, you Yaakov, you're going to rule over your brother. Esav says, Esav, Esav says to Yitzhak, give me a brach, give me something. Yitzhak says, I don't know what to do. I already said that you're going to be a slave to, to Yaakov. I don't know what can I give you. Esau says, yeah? I'm going to be a slave to Yaakov? I'll show him. So Esau comes with 400 men. Why is he 400 men? 400 men to show Yaakov who's the boss. To show Yaakov that you don't rule over me. Again, it's not about the money, the stuff. He has plenty of that. He was coming to fight with Yaakov to show I'm the man. Now what happened? Yaakov Avinu's Ishtadlis now, after his bitachon, was what? To appease Esav. Here, no, 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 Master, Adoni, here's my stuff. Bow down to him seven times. You're the man. He has his whole family waiting. They're all wearing, the, they're all like dressed up. I'm sorry. They're all dressed up, right? For the, for the president, Esav, to come. And they're all there waiting. 
What would have happened if Yaakov Inu split the camp? What would have happened? If Yaakov Inu prepares for war against Esav, Esav would have come and said, oh, you want to fight? Let's fight. And Esav would have gone and killed out the whole family. But when Yaakov, after he worked on his bitachon, and then his eshtadlis, right? Splitting the camp was eshtadlis before the bitachon. But after Yaakov, you know, then works on the tefillah, the kokol Yaakov, Rosha Megir Shemaimu, Sulam. Now his legs, the eshtadlis says, one second. We could change, I, could, I trust in the Kodesh Baruch Ace is not going to come hurt me. We're going to do a different mahalach. We're going to appease Esav. And guess what? That's all Esav wanted. Because after Yaakov Avinu did the proper Ishtavlis, the proper Bitachim, HaKadosh Baruch guided him to the proper Ishtavlis. Before the Bitachim, the gut reaction, so let's put the camp. Esav's coming to fight. We've got to play his rules. After the Bitachim, we could just give in to Esav and it could be all be over. So the whole Indian switches. Yaakov Inu starts to fill. Yaakov After through the Bitochen, he sees. It's Bitochen first, Ishtadlis second. This is the Mahalach of Ishtadlis. Ishtadlis, when, when you leave the base Medjish, that doesn't mean you leave the Bari Olam. To make, get that clear. Shemit Tzavalov. There's Malachim Elokim going up and down. Hakol Kol Yaakov. Rosh Hashemayimah. The Kol. Gemat Shesulam. Gemat Shemomon. Wherever you go, you don't make a move without davening to Kaddish Baruch. And not davening, according to Bitochem, it's not davening, Kaddish Baruch, please make this thing that I expect that I want to work. That's not Bitochem either. It's a big mistake. At least according to Shah Bitochem. To feel Bitochem, Kaddish Baruch, if you want this to go, then it should go, and it's my best. And Kaddish Baruch, if you don't want it to go, then it won't go, and that's your Ratzon. And by me, it's all good because anyway, I trust in you that either way is for my best. You have to drop the expectations. Once you get into expectations, you become narrow and become selfish. It's not Ratzon Hashem anymore, it's Ritzoni. That's you left the world to be tough. So, why, so why are we asking with all these specifics? Why would you say one feeling? Why do we even have to doubt that whatever Hashem wants, you should do? He's going to do it anyway. So first of all, it's a big, it's a big uh, misnomer with tefillah. It's, it's Rifa Einu, not Rifa Eini. But I'm for Klal Yisrael. It's not really about me. Either. And the tefillah, and all the tefillah, Baruch we're dying for everybody. Because as they say, Yenem's Gashmius is my Ruchmius. So I'm really, tefillah is not, Shimon is not really about me. Shimon is about Klal Yisrael. It's about the Shechina Dosh. It's about the totality of Klal Yisrael. And it's also, if you say the bracha, every bracha is, Baruch Hashem, Rofei Chole Amo Yisrael. You're the Rofei. Not Baruch Hashem, please give me Rafuel. Baruch Hashem, please give me Parnasa. It's Kaddish Baruch, you are the Rofei. You are the one who's in the finals. It's, it's in every Baruch is really an in Indian of Amun Abitav. That's really what we're davening for in all the Tfilis. But we do some, we have to ask for ourselves also. But when we ask for ourselves, where we have to ask from a place of bitachon. Kaddish Baruch it seems to me that it would be good if I had, uh, you know, a little bit more parnasa, this parnasa, but it's up to you. It's up to you. Because all the time, people are davening for specific things, not you, let's get it clear. You're allowed to daven for specific things, 
but not expect specific answers. It's a big difference. You can dive in for everything specific, but never expect specific answers. Make sense? Kaddish Baruch wants us to dive in for specifics because that also shows our Muna B'Tachon in him. That we believe that... What? Yeah, yeah, the general answer is whatever Ratzon Hashem is. That's the Iker, that's the Iker general answer. We always all the time... What? That's not an answer. Because you just said yourself, what, what exactly are you asking? Hashem did not even comment on it. Hashem did whatever he wants anyways. So what exactly are you doing here? You're connecting. You're playing a game? No, you're connecting to a Baruch Hu. Every tefillah you make to a Baruch Hu is the Dvekas, is the connection to a Kaddish Baruch You're right, he's... The, if you have a moon, he's going to do everything anyway. Regardless of whatever. So, but at least connect to him. And give it up to his, give it up to him. So what is it better to do? To daven for something specific and then be upset you don't get it? That's better? It's the same concept. He said, because I'm working, I'm making money. Because I'm asking, I'm trying to give you enough. I have to ask because that's my stuff. That's my stuff. And whatever he needs is best for me. That's living with the Boreolam. That's living with the Kaddish Baruch. We have to, we have to break out of these uh, mentalities. Uh, to, 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 if you've never worked on the Sugi B'Tachon, it's a shocker, and it takes some time. You can't get it in one second. Hours and hours of, of, of learning what it is and letting it down. It again, first in the head and then the heart. This isn't, this isn't a, a one hour, I got it. It takes time. But we can discuss any, any questions, try to slowly understand the suga. But this is the fight to finish off. This is the fight with Yaakov and the, and the angel. Yaakov Avinu fights with the angel. And what happens? The angel can't beat him. Because who's the angel? The Sar Shalasev. The Sar Shalasev is the one who's pure Heshtadlis. Right? That was Esav's job. Yaakov, who finally harmonizes Bitochan and Heshtadlis. You can't have the Esav angel beat out now a perfect one who's perfected the combination of Bitochan and Heshtadlis. He can't beat him. And then, and then the angel says, Oh, the one who fights with Elohim and men, the one who's combined Elohim, Bitochan, and men, Heshtadlis, Oh, your name's Yisrael. What's Yisrael? That's the name that Yaakovina took when he took Esau's role. Two names for two roles. He was born Yaakov, like Yitzchak, and now finally when he, when he fights with the angel of Esau, when he proves himself, he's got the whole sugi of the Bitochen and the Ishtadlis, so then, then the Sarshalai says, oh, now you acquired the name. Now you have Yisrael. And then right away what happens? I have to go, I need to go Davin. Right? The, the, the Sarshalai says, Allah Sashar, I have to go Davin. What kind, of, what kind of angel of Esau goes to Davin? Esau's angels, angels go fight somebody and beat up somebody up. Because what happened was that Yaakov acquired that angel. Because again, he acquired the role. This is the last step. Yaakov you know, acquires the role, and now angel says, oh, now I have to go Davin. That's it. And now Yaakov, now Yaakov you know, gets to Esau, and Esau's a little puppy dog. No, no problems. Everything's good. There's no problems. Um, Yaakov you know, has the betachon, has the eshtadlis, he appears Esav, Esav goes on his way, and Yaakov starts his life. The Nisyonos continue. Big time. Right? We didn't hit Shem, we didn't hit Rachel dying, we haven't hit Yosef yet. Yosef is a continuation. But with this, with this Mahalach, Yaakov you know, goes on. Right? We should resolve from it.